0: Is it Wednesday night already? You bet it is. It's 7.09 uh, here. Employment Hour is back on the air. We are ready to go. Phone numbers 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. If you've been chomping at the bit to ask your questions about your job, your severance, your boss, workplace harassment, reprisals, any of the stuff we talk about and have been for almost six years on this show, please bring on the phone calls. We'd love to talk to you. Leor here to answer all your questions. Uh, toll free as well, one 225 talk We will get into the uh, severance pay calculation calculator, the easiest and quickest way to find out or at least get a good accurate number on the starting point of what your severance should be. It is not a week per year. It's not two weeks per year. It's a lot more. We'll get into that. A lot of topics, your emails and phone calls. But as always, Lior, we start with the uh, the week that was. How has it been? Well, John, uh,
1: it it is uh, probably one of the highlights of my week always to be here on the show uh, on Wednesdays and on Mondays and on the weekends because I get to answer even more questions and I get to reach a lot of people and hopefully send the message out mm-hmm. that there is something you could do about your workplace problems, that there are solutions. That it's not just problems, there's solutions. And, and we're here to dispense those solutions and hopefully help educate people about your workplace rights. So if you want to know what uh, to do about your workplace problem, your boss mistreating you, your performance improvement plan, if you want to know what to do if you're being harassed or you've been let go and what you're owed all of that we're going to cover and much much more so give us a call let's talk about that right now and of course you can always always call me or email me at the office when i'm not here so we can have a Mm -hmm. private chat about what you're owed and what your rights are and let me tell you about a situation that i dealt with uh, just a couple days ago Uh, this involved a uh, a lady that worked in a in an office environment she had a, a customer facing role and at one point, a customer uh, complained to her boss about her. A customer felt that she was, uh, I guess, being less than helpful, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, and you know, there was questionable whether she was or not. Ultimately, really wasn't a big deal at all. But the company decided that they're going to take this very seriously and make the, make her make a bit of an example out of her. And what they did is they created a performance improvement plan, a very detailed performance improvement plan, and they presented to her and they said, here's all these things you have to do and you have to uh, abide by or else. And they wanted her to sign that she agrees and that she's going to follow it. Well, she didn't agree because she didn't think that what she did was a big Mm -hmm. deal. She thought there was Mm -hmm. two sides to the story, and she thought that what they're doing is completely unfair and excessive. So she said, no, I'm not comfortable signing that. That's not accurate. That's not fair. I don't want to sign it. Uh, and she said uh, you know if you don't want me to work tell me but otherwise let me know when my na- my next shift is and i'll be in well they said well i guess if you're not signing then you're resigning because you <laughs> you've decided you don't want to work here that's when she called me and she wanted to know what do i do now well john of course that's not a resignation she did not resign you can't make someone resign the the employee is the only person that can decide whether he or she resigns She was right not to accept the performance improvement plan if it was unfair, if it was something she didn't agree with. And if they decided not to have her work as a result, that is a termination. And it's a termination without cause, and she's owed severance. So I wanted to send the message here loud and clear to everyone listening, that if you're put on a performance improvement plan, don't accept it unless you agree with it, unless it's correct, unless it's fair. If it's not right, if it's not fair, say so. Put that in writing make it clear don't accept it and then later on uh, when they want to rely on it because you didn't meet the targets say well it wasn't fair to begin with bad idea bad move if you don't agree with it say so if you're let go as a result you have to get your full severance and
0: guess what if you don't sign it that is not a resignation john by the way, to get a hold of the order when the show is not on, when we're not doing this radio show, of course, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred help 821 5900 help at employmenthour.com. I see them coming in already, so we are not going to make them wait a moment longer. Your phone calls, Bob, uh, good evening. How are you? Ah, good. Thanks, yourself. Great. What's, uh, what's going on with you?
2: Oh, I know this is a long time ago, so I... Basically, it was like 20 years ago. Hmm. There was a temp agency that I worked for, and... The way they had their contract was you had to work 720 hours, I believe it was, for the company before you could get hired on on full-time basis through the company. Now, the thing is, if you missed a day for any reason whatsoever, you say the company needed five instead of eight the ones that had the most seniority that were just to being hired were the ones that were given that day or two off, and then we had to start all over again at at day one. Now, myself, I realize I don't have, like, stand-on, but for reference for people that are working for temp agencies, what sort of information would you be able to give?
1: Well, here's what I'll say, Bob, is that if you're working for for a company for a period of time consistently, the law is probably going to consider you to be a regular employee of that company. Doesn't matter if you're supposedly working through a temp agency. Okay, a a temporary job by definition is temporary. So, you know, maybe a few weeks. If if you're going to go beyond that, the law is probably going to consider you to be a regular employee in any event. So if they decide to end the relationship with you, that's a termination and your owed severance. So I wouldn't worry so much about the number of hours or or, or what the rules are, because remember, if you have a regular job, you're a regular employee, doesn't matter who supposedly hires you or pays you, the law is going to consider you to be the employee of the company that employs you, even if you're hired through a temp agency.
0: Plenty of time for you to call in, ask questions just like that. That is how they are answered fully and completely. It is 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, and one That is toll-free for the evening. Lori, good evening. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. What's uh, What's going on in your world?
3: Uh, so I work at a dental office, and uh, we've been there for quite a number of years, most of us, and we've just been handed an employment uh agreement to sign, and uh, it seems as though our boss is maybe setting himself up to retire or sell his practice
4: soon, anytime soon,
3: Um, so we're just wondering, the terms, we've read through it, uh, we haven't had a lawyer look at it, but from what we understand, uh, the terms are pretty terrible for us, so we're just wondering, are we legally obligated to respond to it, and if so, what's the best way to proceed with answering this?
1: Excellent question, Laurie, and a very, very important one because a lot of people may find themselves in exactly that situ- situation. So let's be very clear and very honest here. If your employer all of a sudden wants you to sign a new employment agreement, it's not because they've decided to give you better terms. That's not going to happen. It's because the terms in that agreement are better for the company, for your employer. And I I would bet you any money right now that there is a term in that agreement that limits your future severance. And the moment you sign that agreement, if you're let go the next day, you would have given up potentially tens of thousands of dollars in in, in severance. So now, obviously, I haven't seen the agreement, so I can't say anything definitively without actually reading it. But if I read it and and I, I would... Uh, still feel the way I just said that uh, that's not a good agreement your answer should be very simple thanks but no thanks and and don't sign it there's nothing that he could do to you there's no way to make you sign it that's not misconduct and why why would anyone ever accept terms out of the blue that are worse for them So, no, I would not sign that if it's bad, but let's cross our T's, dot our I's. Let me read that agreement. Let me tell you exactly what it says and how concerned you should be about it. But I've seen this a thousand times, and it's bad news.
4: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Lori. Appreciate that to uh, to reach out and do so. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. That will uh, put you in touch with Lior and his uh, amazingly skillful team. Help at hour dot com is another way you can uh, you can get a hold as well through email. Move on to uh, to Dave. Hey, Dave. Good evening. Hi. How you doing? Good, brother. What's uh, what's going on with you?
3: Um, I'm calling regards of my wife. Uh, she worked in a factory. I, I worked with her there for a number of years, and uh, I kept seeing like. A level of harassment uh, every you know every so often it would uh, increase 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 so my wife took a uh, temporary leave of absence uh, disability because she was just so stressed out and the anxiety and and just everything else that was happening there but now she doesn't want to go back she can't she, I mean she's in tears every time she wants even thinks about going back there I just don't know how to to, to move forward uh, with the company does like she doesn't doesn't feel like she should have to quit and be forced out mm. i just don't know what to do like uh what the employers uh you know if she doesn't go back is, does the employer uh consider her that she quit or what, like what happens
1: very very good question now, let me ask you one thing is she part of a union no okay so here's the thing Uh, If, in fact, she doesn't go back because of harassment, because of something that happened there that makes it difficult to go back, the law does not consider that to be a resignation. The law considers that a constructive dismissal. It's as if they let her go, which means they owe her compensation. They owe her severance. The the key here, though, is to be able to prove, to establish what actually happened, because I assure you, they're not going to say... Yes, we did it. We harassed her. Obviously, that's not going to happen. They're going to say, no, no, we treated her like gold. So she what? needs to be able to establish what actually happened. If she can, this is not a complicated matter. Workplace right. harassment is a big deal. No one should have to tolerate it. And if you choose not to go back into that type of an environment, that's a constructive dismissal. Does that but make sense, no, Dave? Yeah, there's,
3: there, there's no real way of proving it because it wasn't the employers. It was the employees working there. Like, working there myself I saw it firsthand it was powerless to do anything because
1: now know, Dave did she speak to HR about this
3: there was no HR department
1: is there a well so here's what she needs to do uh, because if there's no no one that she spoke to she needs to speak to someone she needs to either write an email to a boss an owner uh, or, or go to speak to someone and then follow up in writing saying, here's what happened. I want you to do something about it. At least give them an opportunity to try to address it. If they but, say, no, nothing happened or we don't believe you, she has a case. But the problem is it's going to be her word against someone else's. That's hard, right? Uh, yeah. You know, look what's happening with Justice Kavanaugh, right? So uh, I have to say that. Bottom line is if she needs to, to be able to prove that, so I would start by complaining, making that official, put that in writing Create that record, and if the problem continues, call me because I I, I can help get her out of there with compensation.
3: But she uh, went to uh, the management and the owner of the company and continuously complained, and nothing was ever done. All they Uh ever said to her was, go home and have a drink.
1: Okay, good. Okay, so in that case, what I'm going to do is I want her to connect with me tomorrow. We're going to send an email. She's going to send an email that I'm going to draft. Uh, to her boss, saying, you know, confirming what actually happened, that this is what you told me, and then we could treat that as a constructive dismissal. She, has, she sounds like she has a, a case here, Dave, so I'd have her connect with me as soon as possible.
3: Okay, and uh, call your office tomorrow? Exactly. Okay, well, thank you very much, and I love your show, guys.
0: Uh, Dave, really appreciate that here. Uh, the number again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 Again, one 855 821 Email us help at employmenthour.com. Got a ton of phone calls lined up. Everybody hang on. We will get to you. Just stand by. We'll take a short break. If you got uh, questions, uh, please bring them on. We're here till 10 to 8, 416 star 640 on your cell and one triple eight two two five. talk is toll free. This is the Employment Hour it's right here, Global News Radio, six forty, Toronto. And I realize the lines are busy. Keep trying. Keep holding. We'll, we'll, uh, we will get through you as uh, through to you as we get through some of our uh, our calls here on the show tonight. Appreciate everybody uh, calling in. Shelley, you're up next. Uh, good evening. How are you?
4: Not too bad. Um- So why I'm calling is uh, I've been asked just in the last couple of days by the employer to sign uh, an agreement about laptop use to get a laptop to use for work. I didn't ask for the laptop. Um, I work in an audiovisual department so we're literally handling equipment that's worth thousands and thousands of dollars. And all of a sudden now they want us to sign and agree to protect this laptop from damage and theft and a whole bunch of um, university policies around it? Do I have to sign something like that? Because I, well, I do not feel comfortable signing this because there's um, harassment issues and stuff going on, so I'm being picked on already anyway.
1: So the idea being you're concerned that it makes you liable for any potential damage to this, to this laptop?
4: Yeah, well, and the other thing is we've got a new manager, and he leaves the door wide open all the time, and sometimes there's no staff, and these laptops are going to be just sitting there.
1: No, I mean, ultimately, you don't have to. If it's not a, if it's a new thing, this laptop, and they wanna give it to you, I mean, they can give it to you. You don't have to agree to anything that does, that makes you uncomfortable. There's really nothing that they could do to you. They can't punish you. That's not misconduct. So it comes down to what you're comfortable with, and, and, you know, whether or not you're willing to kind of take whatever workplace uncomfortable situation may result as a result of, uh, of your refusal. But, no, there's nothing they could do in terms of forcing you or punishing you for not taking the laptop or not agreeing to those terms. So, so uh, Shelly, it's completely up to you.
4: Okay. Thanks a lot. That's really Thank you. helpful.
0: Thanks, Shelly. Appreciate uh, your call. Going to move on to, uh, to John here. Hey, John, good evening. How are you? Hi there. How are you doing? Hi, John. Good, man. What's up? All right. Um i got a situation
5: actually here. I've been working with the company for almost five years and um, I got my uh, letter of termination about two weeks ago, termination without cause basis. So no explanation was provided or anything like that. Um, I was told that I'm only allowed to get about four weeks of uh, paying due. Um, and uh, the company has no obligation to give me more, but they're kind enough actually to <laughs> to pay me uh nine weeks uh of salary and bonus um i went actually and used the uh, uh calculator and thank you very much for that lior no problem And came back with eight to nine months of. eight uh, to nine, nine months. months not surprised yeah right.
1: now so, john how, how old are you what kind of a position
5: 44 a manager
1: Okay. Well, then, yeah. I mean, certainly after about five years, you'd be looking right around eight months for sure uh, in terms of uh, severance. So nine weeks, uh, you know, my math is not always the best, but that's a lot less. So <laughs> yeah, sure. so, you know, that, the, the bad news is that you've been offered less. The good news is this is not uncommon and it's not difficult to resolve. So what I want to do is I want to connect with you off air so that we can talk about it. I want to read the termination letter. I want to see a copy of your employment agreement, if you have it, and then let me do what I do and what my team does, which is to get you the actual severance that you owed. Don't sign anything. Doesn't matter how generous they tell you that they are. They're not, because I just told you how much you rode. Uh, and then let me uh, help you do what uh, what we need to do to get it better, to, to, to improve it, I mean.
5: Sounds good. We'll connect with you tomorrow then.
0: Thanks, John. Thanks, John, appreciate that. That was probably the most important phone call he'll make over the next eight to nine months for sure. For you as well, you need to uh, call or 1-855-821-5900. It is help at employmenthour.com. Karen, got to thank you for hanging on uh, for as long as you have, and you as well. If you're still waiting to get through, we will get to you. What's going on with you, Karen?
4: Hi. Um, so I've been on long-term disability for the past year. Uh, last week, I got a letter from the insurer, um asking me to apply for CPP benefits. Is this something I must do, or is this an option, or I'm 54 years old, so I just didn't realize that I would have to um, use CPP at this point?
1: Yeah, and and, and it's a great question and a common one. Yes, you do have to apply. It's a term of pretty much every uh, disability policy that you have to apply the CPP uh, benefits. Now, you may or may not qualify, if you do qualify, then whatever you get from CPP is going to reduce the amount from LTD. But you're still going to break even at the end of the day because the money is just going to be split differently. But you do have to apply, so so it's important that you do that because if you don't apply, uh, the insurance company can say you're breaching the policy, and then they'll say we don't have to pay you anymore. So yes, you should apply. There's nothing you need to worry about, uh, and and whether or not you you qualify, you don't qualify it's not actually gonna reduce the amount of money that you're getting.
4: Um, the amount I'm getting from the insurer is non-taxable. I believe cpp benefits are taxable so is that making a big difference no
1: it, it won't make a difference because it's going to get adjusted on the insurance side so you still break even so to speak so it, it, you won't be losing uh, on this and, and like i said you, you should apply and I, I would i would not wait on that because you don't want to give the insurance company any excuse to say they can
0: cut you off
4: got it thank you sir very right. much
0: thank you Thank you, Karen. Appreciate uh, your call. Moving on here. 416-870-6400. Star 640 on cell and one That is toll-free. Steve, good evening. You're next up, pal. How are you? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. What's uh, What's your question?
6: Well, I got a question. If you were given four weeks notice that a company is going to be shutting down, are you entitled to any uh, severance?
1: Very, very good question. The answer is absolutely yes. Now. The amount of notice that you, you get will, re, will reduce the, the severance. So, for example, if you're owed 10 months severance and you get four weeks notice, then that four weeks comes off the top, and now you're only owed nine months. How long okay. have you worked for the company?
6: Seven years. And
1: what kind of a job, uh,
6: Stephen, how old are you? Uh, 50. Yeah, and what kind of a job? Uh, management in uh, the uh, service industry. So I wasn't actually far off. you rode
1: owed right around 10 months of severance. So if you got four weeks' notice, that's fine. So that comes off the top. So you're owed the difference in severance.
6: Uh, Yeah, go ahead. So let me ask you this. Um, I just don't know if anyone's listening, right? So i got to be as tactful as possible because I don't want to (laughs) ruin my chances, right? Sure. If if they say that they will continue to pay you your allotted – amount that you were making for the next, say, three pay periods, does that sound feasible?
1: Well, again, they they owe you 10 months' pay from the date they told you you're losing your job, either it's by way of notice or by way of severance. So from the date they told you you're losing your job, they have to pay you, let's say, for another 10 months. How they do that, whether it's notice, lump sum payment, or salary continuation, they have that discretion as long as you get your 10 months' pay.
6: Okay so, how, okay, so how do I come up hmm, – again, I, I, I'm new sure. to this, right? So when you say it's 10 months, how do how do I figure out that it was 10 months if I was only there for seven years?
1: Well, the, the amount of severance that you're owed is based on three factors, your age, your position, and the length of your employment. So that right. the longer you work, the older you are and the more senior a position, the more you're owed. For you, if we apply those factors, you know, seven or so years of service, 50 as a manager, yeah, right around uh, 10 months is what I would assess you at – uh, and and what i would say to you is this work your four weeks don't don't say anything to them and certainly don't sign well, it's anything it's
6: already done it's over they just, I ah. just got the i just got it from them um <clears throat> just recently that that's what they were going to offer right so i just didn't accept anything yet so that's why i was just wondering if it was if it wasn't around the so parameters.
1: what I no, well, it's not even close then. So what I want you to do is I want you to call me as soon as possible. I'm in the office tomorrow, the rest of the week, and let's, you and I have a chat and, and let me help you get what you're owed. This is not difficult. This is not going to take a long time to resolve. It's not complicated. And, you know, if you're owed another couple of weeks pay, you may say I can take it or leave it. But if you're owed another nine months pay, yeah,
6: that's a big deal. All right, then just the number that the one eight five five number to call you at. You got it. That's you the got one. it.
0: One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again, Steve, and for all of you, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred or help at employment Moving on, as we uh, as we like to do, Andrew. Hey pal, you're uh, you're up. What's going on with you?
7: Hey, thanks. I just wanted to follow up with a previous caller that uh, some information was given. I think the name was Lori. She worked at a dental office. My question is. She's given an employment contract, and usually these contracts come with a deadline, and typically there's about a two-year period that's given to the employee to sign the employment contract that if it's not signed within two years, the employee basically has been given notice, and the notice of termination is that it's going to occur in two years if that employment contract is not signed. Is that going to change the perspective of the employee saying thanks but no thanks and signing the contract? Because that should be sufficient notice of termination.
1: Yeah, so if someone gets two two years notice of termination, in most cases that would be sufficient. So you're describing a situation where the employer is gonna say, we're giving you right now two years notice of termination, two years you're out of here. But if you want to continue working beyond two years, that's up to you, you can sign this employment agreement and then we'll we'll keep you on uh, beyond that. And then the employee has to decide what's better for them. Are they better having a job for two years, uh, and then uh, leaving, or are they, or would they want to sign the agreement? Because the problem is this. If they sign the agreement, they say, ah, forget about the two years. I'm going to sign the agreement right now. And six weeks later, they're let go. The employer can potentially rely on that agreement and to say, well, now because you signed that agreement, that agreement limits your severance. So we can just give you another eight weeks pay and you're out of here. So it's a decision the employee has to make but yes some employers would give notice of termination uh, and tell the employee if you don't sign it then two years from now you're out of here that's up to the employer but that does not mean that it's still a good idea for the employee to sign the agreement uh, you know depending on what the contract says uh, it may be a bad idea to sign to sign it still
7: So if the employee is terminated because of not signing the agreement after two years, is there any severance allowed to the employee if they were given sufficient notice of termination of two years? Is anything due to the employee?
1: Unless it's a big company, the answer is going to be no. Uh, There's not going to be severance in most cases. If it's a big company, they may owe some entitlements under the Employment Standards Act still, yes, uh, but in most cases, especially with smaller employers, if they give the two years notice, they would have met their obligations and they would not have to pay any additional severance.
7: Okay, because I just wanted to clarify. I have a feeling that that young lady, when she called, she probably didn't mention that there is going to be a two-year grace period to sign that contract, because that they, they
1: may or may not be. You're right, uh, and and you know that's why when she contacts me, I'll take a look at it and we'll review it. But th- they may be that, that I have seen it before. Absolutely. All right.
0: Andrew, appreciate your call. And everybody, hang on. We're getting to you as we work down the line here. Appreciate everybody calling in tonight. Uh, Tony, thanks for waiting. You as well, pal. How are you? What's going on?
7: I got a big problem here, guys. Very, very serious. Hello to everybody. All right. I was working for uh, Hydro One uh, back in 2014, and I got fired uh, May 2017 for giving my opinion uh, on professionalism. Anyways, a year before this in 2016 i got hurt on the job site uh tony
1: Tony, i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna stop you there and i'm sorry to do that just because i understand you're part of a union and and the problem with that and and that's going to be my answer regardless of what you're going to tell me in terms of what happened is that the union is the only one allowed to help you and i know you're going to say well, they're not helping me i I, know what's that
7: And then then that's where I got to start, that's where I got to sorry for interrupting. They are not doing that. They've they've charged me, they've they've negated to look into this matter, and they're actually expelling me from the union.
1: Well, the problem is this, and I hear you and I hear this unfortunately very often, if the union doesn't help you, there's nothing that you can do. When you're part of a union, when you're a unionized employee, the only one allowed to help you is the union. You can't deal with it yourself. You can't hire a lawyer. You can't uh, go to the Ministry of Labor. You can't sue in court. You can't do any of that. It has to be the union. And if the union really, really drops the ball, the only thing you could do is file a complaint against the union with the labor board, which I usually don't recommend because it's very difficult. So it's bad news if you're part of a union, not because I don't want to help you because I'm not allowed. No one is allowed. It has to be the union
0: no matter what. Tony, appreciate your call and letting people know, by the way, with that call, that uh, unions aren't something that an outside lawyer can uh, can handle. 416 870 star 640 on your cell, one triple eight two two five. talk That number is toll-free, moving upward and onward. Bobby, good evening. How are you? Uh,
8: good evening. A quick question. Uh, this changing. Uh, I'm a sole proprietor. I just want to do my due diligence. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully you could uh, just shed some light so... I I contract, subcontract worked out, the individual I subcontract to has his own business, we're both sole proprietor. He sends me an invoice, I write him a check to go do my installations for me. So I'm just wondering, from your uh, expertise, is there any case law, any recourse on my end? He's got his own insurance, his own working at Heights. Um, If I one day decide I want to go ahead with the services, is he technically an employee of mine, or are are we separate entities?
1: Excellent question. So tell me, how many hours a week would he work for you?
8: Um, five hours a week.
1: Five hours a week. Okay. And I take it that he doesn't just work for you. He has other other customers, other jobs, other people he uh, does business for.
8: Yeah, his own business, his own. He sends me an invoice, and uh, he makes his own. Like he contacts me when he's uh, when he's available to do the work. So I don't have a set schedule. He doesn't wear any of my logos or clothing. His own tools, his
1: own vehicle. Okay. Uh, I'd, then, then, I'd then, that's yeah. a great question. Then, because in your situation, based on what you described, it sounds like he is actually an independent contractor that the law would not consider him to be your employee. Because number one, he doesn't have fixed hours. He doesn't work a lot of hours. He has other people he works with. He makes his own hours and, and uh, owns his tools. So because of that, yeah, you're very likely to be in a situation where he's not your uh, employee. That said, you still wanna have a proper agreement in place, a proper contract document that stipulates what happens if you decide not to work with them anymore. Are you gonna owe him notice? How much notice are you gonna owe? What's gonna happen to any unfinished jobs? You wanna have that agreement in place, but based on what you've told me, it does sound like he's not an employee.
8: So just last question, if you don't mind?
1: Sure. Mm -hmm.
8: Based on the agreement, that's why I didn't wanna go with an agreement. So on the flip side, if I go with the formal contract though, Would that maybe, uh, on the flip side, just to play devil's advocate, would show that um, he is an employee of mine? No, no, no,
1: no, no, not at all. Uh, Something in writing for you in this situation is always a good idea, with no exceptions. You should always have something in writing outlining the terms, what the deal is, what the agreement is, and how we end the agreement. Absolutely, you should have it in writing, and there's nothing to worry about in terms of it being held against you. But you can't just go to Google and print something off. It has to be done properly.
8: All right. Thanks, gentlemen. Have a great night.
0: Thank you, Bobby. Appreciate that. Uh, Moving forward, you want to get a hold of Lior for that particular one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at dot com For you to call in here tonight, still got some time. It's four one six eight seven zero sixty four hundred star six forty on sale and one triple eight two two five talk. That, of course, is toll free till around ten to eight. Tonight, Thomas, thanks for hanging on. How are you? Hi, good, very good. Hi, Lior. I just have a quick question. Is
8: the maximum severance two years? I'm thinking for somebody that's um, been working for a company, let's say, 30 years, uh, you know, mid-50s. Great question. Um, I know it's just severance pay calculator only goes up to two years. Yes. And then just follow up? Can the company um, take that any of that severance away from that person if they find another job? Let's say they take uh, continuation. Uh, if that uh, person finds a job in two years, can that severance be stopped by the employer? Very
1: good question. So generally speaking, the maximum is two years. There there have been cases where someone was awarded a bit more 26, 27, 28 months in exceptional circumstances when it was gonna be almost impossible to find another job. So there are those questions, those situations, but again, there would be only a bit more. 98% of the time, the maximum is going to be 24 months even if, even if you're a very long service employee. Now, in terms of stopping the severance, it all comes down to the agreement with respect to severance that's reached. If you sign an agreement with a company that says they're gonna pay you over a two year period, but if you find another job, they'll stop paying you, well then that's the agreement, that's what you've agreed to. One of the things we always negotiate when uh, when someone loses their job, one of my clients loses their job, I, 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 one of the things I always try to negotiate is certainty, that the money be guaranteed so that it doesn't happen. But ultimately, It all comes down to the severance agreement. The severance agreement is a contract. And if the agreement says that uh, they'll cut you off and you find a job, then they have a right to cut you off. So it really, that's another reason why we have to be very careful with the severance agreement that we uh, reach. Because it's not just about the number of months, the devil is in the details. Right. Okay, great. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Thomas. Uh, appreciate that. You need to get a hold of Lior and uh, move on from there. That's uh, that's simple as well. It's a one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmenthour.com dot through email. And uh, Dylan, finally, how are you? Good to talk to you. I'm
9: doing great. I last but not least. Um, well,
0: almost. But uh, there's one. There's one more. But thanks for hanging <laughs> in, pal. What's going on with you?
9: Um, well, I wanted to share something that I've heard. I haven't heard anybody talk about, and I think it's an important piece. A uh, few years ago, and, and I understand I passed a two-year stat- statute, but the, um, the piece peaceful concerns in a relationship in a workplace, and unfortunately, it was a, uh, a silent partner that I didn't know was an owner. I had, had informed everybody that there, the two of us had entered into a relationship in the workplace. Um, the person didn't report to me at all. They reported to another manager, and it was a small company. It was managed by the family that owned it and this silent partner. He didn't like the bonuses I was getting, so on and so forth. Long story short is, he came to me. They came to me and said, "Well, we're going to let you go for cause because you didn't inform the management of the company or the owners that you were in a relationship, and I didn't know this guy was an owner of the company." So I, I probably did everything wrong, um, based on what I hear on the show every night when I'm driving home, and uh, <laughs> and and actually now restored my faith in lawyers after listening to Leor. Um, wow,
1: I, thank you. <laughs>
9: But I just wanted to share that because a I never really hear anybody talk about having those relationships in work, and I mean the heart wants what the heart wants when it wants it, and uh, and being fired for cause, which I now know was completely erroneous. It was ridiculous.
1: Yes, and, and and you're right. Certainly in a situation where the work relationship doesn't impact the work so much. What I mean by that is she, the person doesn't report to you. There's no. Uh, it's a, you're concerned about this impacting others because they're going to feel that the the person is getting preferential treatment. In that situation, even if the company has a policy that we don't allow workplace relationships or you have to report them, the fact that you didn't report it may mean that that's some, some cause for concern, but it doesn't necessarily rise to the level of cause, again, especially when you said that she wasn't reporting to you. So no, ultimately, w- would that have been cause? No. Uh, workplace relationships can be tricky from a legal standpoint. And in some situations, it could be caused if, if it's, uh, you know, a manager having a relationship with someone under them and then they're not reporting it and it, it clearly impacts the workplace and it impacts how they treat the person and they give, they give them preferential treatment. That could in some situations be caused. What you've described, uh, Dylan, uh, to me doesn't sound like cause. So, uh, unfortunately, you're out of time, as you said, because it was more than two years ago, but it certainly sounds like a wrongful dismissal.
3: Thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Thanks, Dylan. Appreciate it. And finally, with a couple minutes left to go in the entire show, good timing. Brandon, how are you?
10: Hey, uh, so I have a question for you. I listen to your show all the time. I love it. Um, I started a job about six months ago with a luxury car dealership. Um, so I work 10 and a half hours a day. They automatically deduct one hour for lunch. And I also found out that in my employee contract, um, they basically stated that they're not going to pay us overtime. So obviously, like, I'm losing a lot of money from that. They're not, uh, I-, I don't know if that's legal or not. That's kind of my question is, are they allowed to just, in my original employee agreement, say I can't get overtime?
1: Brandon, are you a manager?
10: No, no, I'm uh, just an hourly employee.
1: So if you're not a manager, then they absolutely cannot do that. They have to pay you overtime if you work more than 44 hours a week. So that's, anything yeah,
10: I'm working 52.5 a week, so that's Well, what then,
1: I, then yeah. they have to pay you for those extra eight and a half hours. They have to pay you time and a half. So if you make yeah. uh, you know, $20 an hour, whatever it is, time and a half would be $30 an hour. They have to pay you that for those extra hours. Uh, it doesn't matter what you sign. You can't sign away your overtime rights unless you're a manager. Wow. So if you're not a manager, Brandon, uh, yeah. yeah, they owe you overtime. So, so options. So how
10: how long do I? How long would it take for me to like you know, get back to them on that basically and be like, hey, where's my overtime?
1: Well, you should you shouldn't sit on it. You 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 need to go right now okay. because you can potentially go back for two years. You can recover back two years' of overtime that that's owed to you. Yeah. If they won't pay it to you, uh, you have two options. I can help you, or for that, you can also go to the Ministry of Labor. But I wouldn't okay. sit on this. Uh, you're, you're owed money. You yeah, should get it. that money.
10: Now, my other question, too, is, is, is they, um, they want me to do the snow plowing in the winter. And what they're having me do is fill out a second time card for the snow plowing.
1: <laughs> so that it doesn't count towards your hours?
10: Well, yeah, basically.
1: Yeah, it doesn't work that way. Obviously, okay. all hours that you work, doesn't matter what you do, even if it's you do two separate jobs, all those hours count towards your overtime. So remember, 44 hours a week, anything over that, whether it's no applying office job or anything else that you do for this company, they have to pay you time and a half over 44 hours a week.
0: Smoking hot show, and we're going to end it right there. We are completely gassed. Thanks, everybody, for calling in. Just speaks to the importance of this show when you get that many people asking questions about employment. We do it Monday night. We do it Wednesday night. We do the weekend shows. And, of course, Employment Hour at 30 happens on Global TV and CTV as well. Thank the entire crew, especially Brittany on the call screener. She is like a uh, one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest. Busy as busy could possibly be. So thanks, Britt. And we'll catch you next time. Stand by On Point with Alex Pearson. He is right back here on Global News Radio. 640 Toronto.